with a short vart on the Parsha. Parsha Vayetze. Parsha Vayetze. We're going to try, in deference to those who wanted a plethora of sources, not just coming from one thought of Hasidish or Litvish. We're going to try to get a little bit of everyone in a, in a, in a few moments. We finally are in Yaakov Avinu, so we now have the gamut of the Avais. We have Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. We all know, Maisa Avais Simen Labanim. What the Avais did is a Simen Labanim, exactly how to explain that, what that means. We could talk about it at length. But the bottom line is, is we learn many, many lessons from the Avais, from their conduct, from how they acted. And we take home with us the Avais. And the question is, what do the Avais represent on a little bit of a deeper level? Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. So I'm sure many know that there's Chesed, Din, and Emes, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, as amongst others. And Shalom says something a little bit, uh, we'll call it deeper maybe, a little more flavor. He says that we have three types of mitzvahs, three types of commandments from Hashem. Mitzvahs, Asei, positive commandments. Mitzvahs, loisa say negative commandments. And then we have divrei rishos, optional things. So says the Nesiva Shalom, that's at the depth of the Avais. Avram Avinu, we just said was chesed. What's chesed? Mitzvahs, say positive commandments. Yitzchak Avinu is din. What is din? Mitzvahs, loisa say But Yaakov is always the tricky one. Yaakov is MS. Yaakov is Torah. So how do we put Yaakov into this? Says the Siva Shalom, Yaakov is divri rishos. Yaakov is more in the optional. Yaakov is more in the living within this world. We know Yaakov had all the issues with, with his father-in-law, dealt with extensively in the parashiyas, etc. So Yaakov is divri rishos. That what you don't really need to do, but you really need to do. And the problem, I believe, is that whenever we hear these lines, we hear this usually Parshas Kedoshim, famously, the Ramban famously talks about a novel, that there's that which is allowed, that which is not allowed, and then there's that which is deeper. But unfortunately, I think when we hear this, we get a little bit like, you know, anxious, I think is the right word. Because we feel, you know, Rabbi, let me deal with the black and white things. Let me deal with that which is mutter, that which is aser, divrei, you know, mitzvahs asay, mitzvahs lois asay. You know, maybe one day I'll become a tzaddik. And I think that's our attitude a little bit when it comes to kedoshim, kadish atzmacham, b'mutterlach. But let's, let's see maybe, through looking a little bit deeper into what Yaakov Avinu really represented and how he acted, and maybe we could get a little bit of a newfound appreciation on divrei rishos, on the optional matters. So Ramesha Feinstein is medayik, and he learns the Pasik, we all know Yaakov Avino, is walking, he's traveling, and he passes by the Makim HaMikdash. He passes by the Makim HaMikdash, the Psukim say, what does he do? He stops and he davens. Says Rashi, what happened over here? Says Rashi, he passed by the Makam Mikdash. He stops, and all of a sudden, he davens. Says Rashi that Harhan Maria became where he was. 
We usually call this Kfitza Saderach. We know the Avais often traveled light years, light speed. They were place A to place B like this. But says Ramayish, this is a different type of Kfitza Saderach. Usually Kfitza Saderach is if I'm traveling from point A to point B and I'm a tzaddik, instead of it taking me a day, a week, a month, what will happen? I'll just be there. Says Ramayish Feinstein, what happened over here in the Psukim? What was the Kfitza Saderach? The Kfitza Saderach was that the Mokim HaMikdash came to him. All of a sudden, he was at Hara Maria. How did Hara Maria come to him? Why did Hara Maria come to him? Why did all of a sudden the Beis HaMikdash appear at his feet? What did Yaakov Avinu do to be Zaycha? That one moment he's traveling, the next moment he's standing in the Beis HaMikdash and he could into Hashem. Says Ramesha Feinstein, well, look at the Pesukim. I believe this part he says also. Look at the Pesukim. It says, he stopped, he realized, he put his mind on that he didn't daven, that he missed the Makim HaMikdash, and therefore it came to him. What was the Kaddish Atzmach HaBemutrlach? What was the Divri Rishos? What was the level of optional sanctification that Yaakov Avinu did here? Was by thinking and wanting and desiring to be at the Makayim HaMikdash. And if you continue the Psukim, this is where things turn a little bit murky. The Psukim continue that what happens, all of a sudden, he realizes he's about to travel further and it's dark. So what happens? Okay, I'm going to have to spend the night. He lies down and this was the most famous night probably in history. What happens during this night? This night, the rocks that he puts around them all start fighting with each other. The rocks want to all be onto the head of the tzaddik. At this night, the famous Jacob's Ladder. This is where the dream happens. This is where the Tzula Mutzav Artsa, the Roshai Magia Shemaima. But one second. What did Yaakov Avinu Davin? What is Yaakov Avinu's Tfilah? Mayrev. He davened Mayrev, but it was daytime. Again, let's go through the story in oh, let's go through the story in slow motion. I didn't want to have to say that. Let's go through the story in slow motion. What happened? He's traveling. He realizes he missed the Makama Mikdash. He stops, he pauses, he thinks, he wants, he desires. Boom! Makama Mikdash comes to him. You see, he says Ramaisha, you see a new type of Kvitzadarach, you see a tzaddik wants to dive in, a tzaddik wants something, a tzaddik feels bad, he misses something. Hashem gives it to him on a silver platter. But one second, ask Chassam Sefer, what's going on here? How did he dive in Mayriv? Says Chassam Sefer, when was this day in history? Says Chassam Sefer, it was Friday night. Says Chassam Sefer, when you let a dive in Mayriv early? Friday night. What's the ultimate Kaddish Atzmacha B'Mutterlach? What is the ultimate sanctification of bringing the holy into the mundane? Friday night. It's Friday afternoon, it's 4 o'clock. Well, no, that would be too early in the summer. It's 6 o'clock in the summer. Nighttime is not for another two hours. Says the Chassam Sefer, Yaakov Avinu, Davin de Mayriv. He was Mechabel Tosefes Shabbos. And therefore, he was even able to Davin Mayriv even before it came dark. What you see over here is, if you just think about this for a few moments, it's, it's first of all, just fascinating. Fascinating when you learn some Shatim and Chumash. We always say how, you know, we unfortunately have the storyline of Chumash in our heads from when we're little kids and like we never actually think about it again. 
But then, if you think about it, you start getting hit by these fascinating questions. And you see incredible B'Shatim. The Chassam Sofer teaching us that he davened Mayriv, who's Friday night. He was Mikadesh, Shabbos. Maybe one could start donning. So he davened. Did he repeat Kriyashma later? Is this a raya? Can I get the guy? You could get involved in the sugi over here. The always kept the Torah. What was going on over here? But what you see in a very simple but deep level when we put together what the Chassam Sefer is teaching us and how this unique form of Kfitza Derech happened as Ramesha Feinstein is teaching us is you see that Kandish Atzmachah B'Mutterlach is not so scary. That what does it mean? What it means is that during the mundane, it's a Friday, and what did Yaakov Avinu do? He felt bad that he missed the Makim HaMikdash. He wanted to be better. The desire, the want, the adding on those few minutes of Shabbos were the Divri Rishos of Yaakov Avinu. That's the quintessential. What do we learn out Divrei Rishos from? Yaakov was what? He was Divrei Rishos. He was that third type of mitzvah. Not mitzvah's assay. Not mitzvah's lois assay. But the optional. But when you realize it through this lens, it's not so scary. It's not Divrei Rishos that, oh, I have to all of a sudden become a tzaddik overnight. And uh, I have to be a Pairish and a Kadosh. And I take one dot of this and one dot of that. No, what does it mean, Mekadosh Atmachavah It means in every scenario looking for one extra dot of holiness. A little bit more Kedusha, adding on to Shabbos for a few more minutes. Maybe one will say, I'm not holding a waiting 72. Okay, does that mean you can't wait an extra five minutes? So one might question, what does that do for me? What does that do for you? An extra five minutes of Shabbos. One might say, I'm not holding or listening to the whole Kriya Satira. Number one, look in the mirror. Are you really not holding it? Sometimes you're just not being honest with yourself. You don't want to realize that you actually are. Okay, but can you do a little bit? Maybe you won't have Kavana for the whole Shimon Asri. That means you can't do anything. As many people repeat often, Yiddishkeit is not an all-or-nothing religion. And slowly, I actually saw last night that the Mechta Melio, Rav Dessler, is medayik in the words of Rabbeinu Bachai in the Chavis Alvavos, in which he says over there very, very famously, that Misha doesn't, I don't remember the precise words, if you don't believe in Hashem, what are you believing in? Zulasai. Scary words. Scary words. He says, if you don't believe in Hashem, what does it mean you don't believe in Hashem? You're not boiteach in Hashem, you're boiteach bezulasai. And he goes on to explain, that means you're trusting your job, you trust in your koychan vaytibyadi, you trust in the boss, you trust in your wealth. No, you have to trust in Hashem. But you finish that paragraph and you get very, very depressed. What does that mean? That means I'm done. <laughs> what do you mean? That means I'm done. I'm not holding it being 100% boiteach Hashem. So on the bottom of the article footnotes, they quote so beautifully, I believe it's from Rav Dessler, amongst many others, that explain that it's in levels. That's the spitz. That's where we hope one day before Yei Moise at 120, that's where we want to be to. But life is on the journey to get there. And every little bit more that one is maimin is one little bit less. That he's maimin bezulasai. So similarly, we'll, pl- we'll plug it in over here that as we're working to be Mekadish Atzvachab and Mutulach, a little bit more Kedushan, of course, with the smell of the Hanukkah donuts in the horizon, you could start playing this together with the with the Eiris and the Kedusha and the fires and the lights and the darkness and lighting up and every little bit. And you could go for as long as you want. But the point of the story is, let's realize that we all could be Mikadish Atzvachab and Mutulach. And what happens when you have that thought, I want to be a job better, I want to be a little bit more? Maybe one day we'll realize that, believe it or not, we're standing in the base of Migdash. Maybe one day we'll realize as soon as we want to be better, we'll look at our own houses and we'll say, hey, 
I am living in a place of a little bit of Kedusha. Maybe one day we'll wake up and we'll say, hey, I am a little bit of a Tzaddik. I actually am. And how did I get there? I got there listening to the words of our Rabbeim, Rabbi Shafeinstein, etc., that the Kadesh Atzbuchav Mutulach, one little bit more. Yaakov Avinu was Mekadesh Leil Shabbos that first week early. The first Leil Shabbos was an extra Tosefes Kedusha on the mundane. B'siyat de Shemaya, we should all be Zoycha. Ah, beautiful words.